0: show brought to you by bare knuckle performance bare knuckle Paul no bare knuckle performance on Instagram bare knuckle performance.com uh, all your badass FXR chopper and bagger and a new Softail and basically any cool part for any Harley-davidson hit him up uh, cool cool innovative stuff man he's probably the fastest growing guy in the parts industry today uh dirty builds dirty builds on instagram and at dirtybuilds.com uh these guys do all kinds of cool shit for your fabrication parts needs custom sissy bars custom tabs custom frame jigs uh and they'll even do plasma cut signs for your business and any other industrial project you got uh they're out of milford connecticut Ask for Nick and Ron. Tell them I sent you. Um, also, Steel City Blacksmithing. Uh, steel City Blacksmith on Instagram uh, does the dopest fucking uh, twisted steel in the game. He'll make you anything from a hammer to a sissy bar to some some fender struts for your chopper. Uh, hit him up. Does some cool work. Uh, also, since this is a hunting episode, um, and I failed to mention this little hunting help here. Uh, the Huntsman Outdoors, Huntsman underscore outdoor underscore gear on Instagram and the Huntsman Outdoors on the internet. Um, just Google it. I think it's just HuntsmanOutdoors.com, but uh, he sells all kind of uh, clothing and apparel and hunting accessories and I promise you it's the best prices on the internet and if you want an extra discount, you go to... Uh, at checkout punch in the code word Patriot for another 10% off uh, and as always uh, Lexin Moto, uh, Lex Moto on Instagram and Lexin-Moto.com on the interwebs uh, hit in code word crazy at checkout 15% off um, for all the best helmet communication and music audio devices all right, anyways, off to the show uh this show is about the trip I just recently took to go elk hunting in Florida with my good friend Willie Jack out of Durango, Colorado. Wait, did I just say Florida? I think I said Florida whatever man this is about my <laughs> this is my elk hunting trip in Colorado. um yeah, anyways, I went and stayed at my friend Willie Jack's house and we hunted. Uh, all around the Southern Colorado area, man. I'm not giving away any spots cause we found the fucking elk honey hole. Um, but, uh, this is my journey, man, from New York. Uh, I drove out there. Uh, Willie lives in Durango. I stayed in his fucking awesome tiny house. I'll post up some pictures and videos on Instagram, but it is such a cool fucking tiny house. Um, I had never seen it. Last time I was out there, it wasn't ready. And um, yeah, I got to see it for the first time out there and stay in it, man. It's fucking awesome. Um, but this this, uh, this is a cool little story, man. I was out there for a little over a week and um, got an elk opening day, man. Uh, like four or five hours in the woods. Um, we tell the whole story on this podcast and one of the only cool parts of this trip, we, we, we get through this whole trip and you kind of get, you know, the details or whatever. Um, but one of the things that gets left out, I knew something would get left out, was the last day of this hunt. Um, being that I got I scored opening day, so I was just going in the woods every day with Willie with no gun and we were just giving it hell, man. It was just helping him hunt. And Anyways, last day of the hunt, <clears throat> about midday or whatever we knew we only had half a day left so we started going a little deeper and and checking out a spot where we uh, kind of were seeing elk here and there and and we were kind of just chasing this herd around all week um just looking for another good bull for willie and um so we were we were kind of like side hill on it and i look up and i see a small uh cow elk and then I see another two with it. So we're like, oh shit, all right, let's hang out. And then we're thinking about it. You know, it's last day or whatever. So we don't know what else is with it. Maybe there's a good bull. So we make a plan. And these things are only like maybe 40 yards away. So we make a plan. Uh, I fucking circle around. Well, we we made a plan. Willie sat down right there up against a tree. And I'm my, my plan, oh, our plan was... I cut all the way around and I figure I'm going to drive whatever elk are in the area to Willie. And I, I love it, man, because I'm from New York. We love doing deer drives. So I'm like, I fucking know I could drive elk to him. If there's elk out there, I'll get him. So I circle all the way around, almost a quarter mile. And then I start cutting downhill and I'm just about to start circling back to Willie to see what's between me and him. And the second that I think, okay, this is about a good spot to start circling back up toward him, kind of on the way there, I'm seeing tons and tons and tons of this fresh elk sign. And I'm like, man, I'm in a fucking herd of elk. And then I start smelling them and I'm like, I, I didn't even go 50 yards. And I look up and I see, I just look up and I see the whole fucking herd of elk. So I'm like, holy shit. I don't do anything. I text Willie. I'm like, get ready. There's going to be a whole herd of elk coming at you. So he doesn't answer. So then I, I start getting into this herd. I push him a little. And then I realize how many elk I'm in. I mean, there was there was at least 60s, maybe 80 elk. I mean, i ne- I never in my life seen this many elk. Now, I'm from the East. I've never been elk hunting before. I've been hunting my whole life in the East, though. So this is my first time elk hunting. Um, and you guys will hear on this podcast when when uh, after this intro about this whole hunt, man, how quick I got my elk hunting experience. But um, anyways, I'm, my mind is blown, man. And there's just fucking elk everywhere. And I'm driving them to Willie. And I call them again because I'm starting to chase these elk. And he's not answering, he's not answering. He finally calls me back and I'm dead winded. I've already got my fucking shirt off. I, I, I stopped once just to catch my breath and I took all my clothes off. I'm down to just pants and boots. Threw everything else in my backpack. And I am literally chasing elk, full sprint uphill, trying to drive them side hill to Willie because some of them are getting out of control. Oh, and, and, and when I had just started pushing them, I saw two bull elk. One of them stood dead broadside 50 yards from me. A beautiful bull elk, at least or bigger than the one that I shot. It was a beautiful bull elk. Stood 50 yards broadside just staring at me, wide open, nothing between me and him. I, I, if I didn't have an elk tag, I would have filled it right then and there. That's when I got excited and just started because I knew how to push him. well in, in order to push him toward Willie, I knew I had to to get around him real quick otherwise they were gonna go back into this hole that we had been chasing him back into all week. They had just come running over this hill up up this gigantic mountain and then dropping into this little little uh, like ditch that this drainage ditch we just you couldn't chase him in. They knew that was their safe spot. So I'm making this full fucking sprint around a mountain, trying to beat an elk and push them all side hill to to Willie. Now I was only successful with half of the herd. These two bulls, they just, they had me gunned out, man. I I mean, you can't chase, you can only chase elk so far before they just, I mean, you you know, they're fucking fast, man. You can't fucking outrun an elk. I'm not Cameron Haynes, you know. Fucking, I don't even think he could, but I, I doubt it. But anyways... Uh, the other half of this herd did go to Willie and when I say went to Willie uh, they almost ran him over he said he was shaking he said he's never been in his life that close to elk I mean they literally ran through him while he's sitting down on the ground next to a tree they did everything but step on him Uh, but unfortunately none of the bulls in that herd went to Willie but he said within just a few feet, like twenty to f- somewhere. I think he said around thirty or thirty-five cow, just basically trampled right past them. Um, could have had any one of them, but both of us just had bull tags. Um. But uh, and that's how it goes, man. Um. And then <laughs> shortly after that, uh, you know this, it took me an hour to start driving them. So this is about two, two and a half hours by time I left Willie to when I got back with him. And, um, I was still just dripping sweat. It's like 30 degrees out and I am just pouring sweat. Like it's the summertime. And I meet back up with Willie with no shirt on. I'll post a picture of that on Instagram too. He took a picture of that. And just, I just threw my pack off and I just laid down in the snow, man. Um, I mean, it's just full snow. We were in almost a foot of snow and it's just fucking freezing out. And I'm just pouring sweat. I literally was sprinting around a mountain. I never even knew I had that in me, man. Just full-blown adrenaline. When I started seeing those bulls, I was just... I worked even harder to try and get Willie this fucking elk than I ever worked for any animal in my life, man. I was so excited and I didn't know he was having a time in his life over there. And um, yeah, man, just the last day of this hunt was about the most exciting one. Um, and we saw even more elk on our way out. It was just, it was a hell of a cap on, on the last day of hunting. Um, it was just so cool, man. I just from You'll hear about it in, in the rest of this podcast, but from the minute that I got there, to the minute i left um it was just action-packed from the dirt bike riding to the to the sightseeing we did around colorado and it was hands down the best week of hunting of my life um we just had so much fucking fun man the whole the whole damn week and uh, i just want to thank willie so much for this man Uh, i'm just really fortunate to have met willie and we get into the quick little story how we met and all that stuff But I really hope you guys enjoy this show. Um, This show was over a phone call um, when I got back upstate New York um, to start the deer season up there, the rifle season, I should say. Uh, Because we literally just... We didn't even have a minute, man. When we were in Colorado, it was just elk hunting, sightseeing, hanging out in a hot tub. and He's got a hot tub there at his house and just eating good dinners and from uh, his wife's cooking is amazing. Uh shout out to Leanne. And uh and then we we just we went to all different breweries and it was it was just an action-packed awesome vacation. Non-stop laughs. And um so this was a phone call with Willie after I got back upstate New York for deer season. And I hope you enjoy it, man. And uh hopefully you'll hear more from Willie and his family in the future. Uh you guys have a nice day. Have good... Well, Thanksgiving's over. But happy holidays and whatever party celebrations you're doing. And uh, I'll see you next week. I think next week's show is going to be with... Maybe V-Twin Leather? What is, I forgot. No, I'm fucking that up. It's not V-Twin Leather. Um, uh, oh, First Manufacturing Leather. I think that's going to be next week's show. And... Uh, Tune in for that one, man, where I get way too fucking wasted. It gets interesting. All right, you guys enjoy yourself, and hope you enjoy this podcast. Thanks again, Willie, and thanks again to your family. See you guys later. Hello. Willie, what up, dude?
1: <laughs> I just tried to smoke these fucking salmon, man. It's quite a bit of work, but.
0: Yeah, I saw that on uh, Instagram there. Uh, yeah, it looked like you guys got a fucking mess of salmon today, man.
1: We did pretty good, dude. We caught twenty four yesterday, and then I had about twenty five or thirty in the fridge. So,
0: fuck yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, what's up? I put that other phone on the charger. Oh, thank you. Okay. Hell yeah.
1: Sorry, that was my lady.
0: Oh, that's all right, man. I could I recognize the voice. (laughs) (laughs) You
1: guys been doing some good up there, huh?
0: Hell yeah, man. Amy got her first deer today.
1: How
0: exciting, man, yeah, fucking sweet dude it was it was pretty cool, um, yep. yeah, yeah, and it's like typical like opening day around here, man, like all my friends that got bucks and stuff, man, like all the pictures are getting sent, you know, So <laughs> it's a pretty cool day, a pretty cool day over here, oh yeah man, yeah, so you guys spent the day just salmon fishing, huh? No, today we just
1: hung out with my family, we went uh fishing yesterday,
0: oh okay, cool, man.
1: I guess you could call it fishing. It's really just uh, snagging them, you know, with big hooks. But
0: yeah, you said that's so like they're just going to die up there anyway, right? Like in a Right,
1: sky. exactly. They run up in the creeks, uh, the all the inlets, you know, to the lakes and stuff, and uh, they spawn there, and then they just die.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: So they let you keep ten a piece is the limit.
0: Okay. Cool, man. Uh, Yeah, I saw that that little, it looks like you guys got a little, like, umbrella-looking rack thing that they're smoking on.
1: Yeah, I, I, so, yeah, I was watching, um, freaking Meat Eater the other day, and they had, uh, that dude, he took some string and tied it around their necks, and he hung his from the rack, you know? And I just have one of those, like, round can smokers, so I I tried tying them from the rack, and, uh, they're, about Oh, half, two thirds done, and they got so soft, all their necks were pulling off and everything, and they kept falling down on the, on the wood, you know, or the fire on the bottom.
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: <laughs> so I was like, uh, <laughs> well, fuck, that ain't gonna work. So I just uh, pulled pulled them all off. I had them wired up with like little stainless steel wire. I just pulled them all off and laid them on the racks. But
0: cool, man. What are you just smoking them over a wood? You got, you made a little box for it, or?
1: No, I just have like a little smoker, like a, uh, yeah, like one of those little round can ones, it's like a Weber or some shit, you know what I mean, and uh, it's got an electric burner in the bottom. Yep, yep. so I just laid them on the racks in there, which works pretty good, I saw some stuff online where people were doing that too, you know.
0: Cool, man, is that the smoker i seen at your dad's house where we cut up the elk?
1: Yeah. Yep. Funny, I forgot, I didn't even realize we had that, and then... The other day when we were over there butchering, I saw it, and I was like, "Oh fuck! I had to take that and smoke those salmon." But
0: yeah, those—that's all I use. I got a little electric smoker just like that, man. And uh, yeah, the
1: electric actually works pretty good, man. It's oh, fairly it's easy to regulate, great, you know.
0: Yeah, dude, it's just set it and forget it, man. It's great.
1: Yeah. You know, mm. know, I need to get one of those. Uh, everybody's got those pellet ones now, but I don't—I don't do it that much, you
0: know. Yeah. Yeah, I think I paid like a hundred bucks for mine, man, you know? And the only thing I do in there is jerky, really. I'd like to get more experimental also. Right. But yeah, for like a hundred bucks you'd go to Home Depot and get one of them things. But yeah. I don't know, dude. Yeah. Yeah, man. What do you say we fucking uh tell the people about our magical week in the Elkwoods? <laughs> yeah, Hell yeah, man. Fucking, uh, how you doing now that you're back at home, though, man? You back to work and everything, right?
1: Yeah, no, I worked last week, and then um, I'm off pretty much all this
0: week. Oh, cool, man. All, all Thanksgiving week off, huh? Yeah, no,
1: I work tomorrow,
0: is all. Okay. Yeah, same here. I got to work tomorrow and the day after, and then I'm off for another week.
1: Nice,
0: dude. Um, yeah, man. So, dude, what's, uh, what's the deal? Is there any more hunting season left for you?
1: Nope, not for me. I'm done. Uh, my daughter has a uh, in december but um there's a hunting season going on right now that actually ends wednesday it started saturday but but my tag was only good for that season that you came up in you know
0: yeah 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 oh well man what a bummer man that last day was such a heartbreaker (laughs) holy shit man (laughs) Mm.
1: yeah that was uh one of the most exciting um elk experiences i've ever had for sure man <laughs> That was a pretty amazing day dude it like i say even though i didn't get enough just to be um in the wild like with elk feet from me and not even knowing i was there you know like that was pretty fulfilling too you know
0: hell yeah man yo you want to start want to start from the beginning and tell them i guess i guess we'll start uh i guess we'll just kind of like recap the week man uh where do you want to start, man? Like, maybe just start with Brian and Brian? My- <laughs> I
1: guess we can start before that. Um, just, like, how the whole plan come together, you know what I mean? Like, um, basically, when I first met you, we were at the El Diablo run in Mexico, and uh, I remember I got there a day late, and you um, had room in your palapa, and so I crashed with you, and then we just kind of become friends, you know? And then I remember, like, you were saying that you wanted to hunt in Colorado, and I was like, well, fuck, man. If you seriously want to hunt, come on, you know. Because that was, what, two, uh, well, it was about a year and a half ago, I guess, now, when all that started on.
0: Yeah, because we're coming up on El Diablo now, this coming spring. Right. So. And so
1: then, yeah, you hit me up, you're like, man, let's talk about hunting, you know, and I was like, well, buy a tag and get <laughs> out here, we'll, we'll go see, you know, but.
0: Yeah, it's crazy, man. Like, you just fucking meet a stranger in Mexico. Uh You know And uh It's I, I, Like at the time I It felt like You know when you talk to someone And you're like It just feels like One of those bullshit things That'll never happen <laughs> You're just kind of Shooting the shit You know
1: Right
0: And uh Yeah man Next thing you know There we are in Colorado
1: Yeah dude You put it up bro You've got your <laughs> ass out here You know what I mean Which is You know a Pretty big feat And uh Yeah it was pretty cool You rolled in after dark Um Sunday night or was it Friday no. night yeah
0: yeah and
1: Saturday morning we left in the dark and went hunting you know yeah and uh that that uh, mountain where you got your elk I had hunted before and I knew there was a lot of game in there and I just kind of had a hunch that um that'd be a good place to start and of course it paid off for us you know but
0: Oh my God! It was the best place to start and end and everything, man. It's funny.
1: Everybody keeps asking me where we've been hunting, and I'm like, no, it's a secret. Oh yeah, <laughs> I'm not telling uh, anybody.
0: <laughs> yeah, that's one of those secret spots, man. Nobody's gonna know.
1: It's cool. There's very few people hunting that
0: area, you know. But yeah, yeah, and then we walk in and like, I, I mean, like, and I've been, I've been hunting my whole life, so I know the expectations, man. You could go a week without seeing shit, you know. Yeah. yeah. Uh, now this is the first time I've ever elk hunted, but. I know how it goes, man. I know how the woods are sometimes. Right. And then as soon as we're fucking walking in, man, like 10 minutes in, we hear these shots.
1: Yeah, they were right in front of us, man, in that big meadow, right? We were just, we were right at the bottom of that big meadow, you know?
0: Mm Mm-hmm. And we get to the clearing, and I I look up there with my binoculars, I'm like, those guys got a fucking elk down. (laughs) And we, they were right in front of us, man.
1: First. First shooting light of first seat first morning you know what i mean yeah, yeah. so lucky man yeah
0: those guys were the super lucky ones but uh because their yeah. their drag out was super easy too man
1: yeah it was yeah. all downhill
0: <laughs> <laughs> wide open Pretty
1: simple man fresh snow to pull in so it was all nice and clean you know like nothing yeah nothing getting dirty but yeah that was cool man we walked up on those guys on huh, they had a uh, uh, they each had a beer, dude. They were, like, cracking beer at f- uh, 6 in the morning on a Saturday, <laughs> man, to celebrate, you
0: know? Yeah. Yeah, those guys yeah. are cool as shit, man. Their Their names are Brian and Brian. Yeah. And I'll fucking never forget it, man. It's the first elk I've ever seen in the woods, first elk I ever got to touch or anything. And I'll just yeah, never remember up. him fucking, I'll just never forget him, man, just holding that beer up, and he was like, welcome to Colorado. <laughs> 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 and
1: it's funny, you've been there, like, for <laughs> like 12, 12 hours all <laughs> or something, and you already like seeing Oak, you know?
0: But mm. Yeah, I man. And, then, and we yeah. were about to call it quits, because it was just like this miserable fucking day after that raining yeah, and it was
1: stuff. and snow, and sleet, and I got soaked, because I didn't wear, uh I just wore jeans, you know? Yeah, then we headed back to the truck, and uh, I said, well, let's split up. 'Cause remember Brian had told us those elk just went um off to the east or to the west there, you know. Yeah. But I figured those elk would be long gone out of there after being shot at, you know. Most of the time those elk will get get out of there, you know, and uh But sure as shit, man, once we split up and I walked down around the edge of that hill there was elk everywhere, man. <laughs> Cows and calves and
0: Yeah, and that and that was after we split. We're like, let's split and and I got my phone like in my little hip pocket thing, you know. Right. So like I just kept on going back to the truck I didn't see shit right. And I see like a missed call like a half hour ago There's like three missed calls from you
1: Yeah I was like Rob <laughs> The fucking elk are right here Get up here man
0: <laughs> Yeah I thought you were fucking with me man <laughs> And and it sure as shit man That herd was right there and,
1: Yeah so uh, I, saw, I saw a couple big bulls In that herd man Just flashing through the trees And I uh, just couldn't close the gap enough You know what I mean Get on him, and then back then, that's when you came back around, huh?
0: Yeah, then we we made that plan again, and and then um, just started trooping through the woods to try and find him again, kind of Basically, circle around, yeah. you know. But uh, and then and then you spotted him, man. You gave me that damn bull. No. You, see, you, see, you 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 spotted me like, so, yeah. Oh, my
1: scope was so wet and foggy, dude. <laughs> I would have never got that shot, and I knew it. You know what I mean? There's <laughs> no. Like, yeah, your scope with those scope caps on there, with those flip-up scope caps was the ticket, man. I, I got to give me a better scope for
0: sure. But Yeah. Yeah, man. We just got so jacked at that point. I remember you hitting <laughs> me and being like, that's that elk, man. That's that blonde, that big, light-colored fucking bull.
1: because I'd seen that big bull early that morning. I thought it was that big old toad, man. I'm like, dude, that's that big fucker up there with those cows, man, but... But it was cool, too, because I remember just telling you, because he was standing in the middle of those cows, and I'm like, don't shoot a cow. Whatever you do, don't accidentally (laughs) shoot a cow, you know. Yeah, You did it. You were 100% patient, man. You sit there and uh, took your time, man. And the second that bull stepped uphill and broadsided to you, man, that's all it took, you know.
0: Yeah, yeah, and it felt like forever, but I, I probably waited on him for like I don't know what, two, three, four minutes, you know.
1: Yeah, it was a while. We just watched him stirring around up there, circling and circling. They were kind of confused, I think, you know. Yeah. That damn bull wouldn't separate himself from those cows. You know, he just standing there.
0: Nah, man, he was in a he was in a party with all his girls, man. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Yeah, dude, it was good to see all, man, most of those cows had calves with him, you know what I mean? So obviously he was doing good, you know, but.
0: Yeah, yeah, it's it's so nice to see that too, man, to like know that the numbers are going to be good for years to come and all that. Dude, man.
1: yeah, it is, it's super, dude, because I'm telling you, the elk population has been in a serious decline here since, like, man, for quite a few years now, you know, like it's hard to even see elk, you know?
0: Yeah. Yeah, and that's, that's i um,
1: the last shoot eight or ten years, you know, and some years, it's hard to even see a cow to shoot, you know what I mean?
0: Yeah, yeah. Well, now that you now that you got your fucking secret spot, dude.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs>
1: yeah, man, if they're in there next year, shoot, <laughs> yeah, we'll, we'll get into them again,
0: you know? But, <laughs> yeah, man, I'm hoping to come back with a cow tag next year.
1: Yeah, that's kind of my plan, too. I, I like shooting bulls, but cows are pretty good eating, too, you know, it's hard to... Hard to argue with that. They're a little easier to get, for sure. There's
0: a lot more of them. Yeah, it's pretty hard to argue, too, man. If we could if we could hammer down a couple cows day one, like like this bull worked out. <laughs> right. And just have the rest of the week to fucking hang out, dude. Yeah, we'd
1: just you you red dirt bags or go do something fun, for sure. But...
0: Yeah, that was the shit, man. But we kept on yeah. going, man. We gave it fucking hell the whole rest of the week trying to get you a bull. Yeah,
1: yeah, no, it wasn't from a lack of trying, man. And we did see a couple... You know, it can never could um, could that, but that last day was super exciting, man. Because I guess while it was a Thursday. I had hurt my knee and I was having a really hard time. Um, that was that day. Remember, we were walking off that ridge and those two cows were standing in that meadow down off that trail.
0: Yeah, I couldn't even and believe the it. Day
1: that, I couldn't believe that, man.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we need to take a little break there. Yeah. But, uh, just, yo, dude, it was cool too. Going to see like where you grew up, hunting and we saw that that old dude Gene from Michigan, um, with that little yeah, that's right, <laughs> that fucking Durango edition S <laughs> ten.
1: He said his father bought a brand new in Durango, and what did he say, eighty four or something like
0: that? No, because the first elk the sign that said Elk Camp on there started in eighty uh-huh. two. Okay. That was the fr- that was the first year on that sign. So it was probably 82, crazy. that truck. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, that was cool, man. And uh, Yeah, that was
1: a rough road. I can't believe they drive that little four-wheel drive ten in and out of there every year.
0: But. Yeah. Yeah, that was fun as shit, man, driving the side-by-side around that, that whole fucking hill. Yeah, that is
1: cool. To, it's just cool to be up in the mountains in a blizzard, you know what I mean? Because like, there was like about a foot of fresh snow, and we're just cruising around the hills, and my razor just checking shit out, you
0: know? Yeah, it was snowing like a fucking inch an hour at one point.
1: Yeah, I was getting it on. That yeah. was a cool day, man. It was so uh, it's cool to meet. What was that guy's name we met? Uh,
0: Brian. Jason. 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 Yeah, yep. cool
1: to meet that dude. That was funny how that works. We just saw that guy walking in and started bullshitting with him, and then next thing you know, we're like broing down,
0: you know? Yeah, yeah, definitely, dude. Spent the whole day That's with him. I man. was
1: just texting him uh, last night, the night before. I texted him that picture of your bull.
0: Hmm. Hell yeah, man. But, yeah. but uh, yeah,
1: that was cool to meet that dude, and then go up above those guys camp yeah that's neat to see those guys they've been camping in that meadow pretty much my whole life and uh the people that I grew up hunting with we camped in that same meadow as well when I was a kid and we'd pull a horse trailer in there and keep horses there on the mountain we had some corrals built in the trees yeah and uh that way if we, when we got elk we could just go down and get a pack horse and uh it was cool when I was a kid I'd always get a ride to pack horse up and then I'd have to lead the elk out, or lead the horse out, you know? Really? Yeah, I got to do that a bunch when I was a kid.
0: That's cool, man. So, who who did you go hunting with, and, like, who really showed you the ropes when it came to elk hunting as a kid? Was it your uncle, and then that guy, Doug?
1: No, so the... So, there, when I was a kid, my father had a friend that was dying of leukemia, and uh, he didn't... He had a daughter, but he was, he didn't have custody of his daughter, so he only got to see her randomly, but for whatever reason, he had a bulldozer, and my dad used to weld on his dozer when I was a kid. He had an old International, and uh, for whatever reason, me and this dude, he was probably in his uh, uh, mid 40s, when I was just like 11, 10 and 11 and 12, and uh, I just hung out with this old guy, man. We were just like bros, we'd go shoot guns, and just get an old Ford pickup, <laughs> we ride around in his truck just looking at elk, and. He'd take me hunting my whole life, man. He bought me a pair of Danner boots when I was a kid, and, uh...
0: No shit. Yeah,
1: all that wool clothes that I was wearing was, was his wool clothes that I inherited after he passed away, and, um... I hunted with him for years, the first three years, and, uh, we shot a couple deer together. He killed an elk one year, but I'd never killed an elk with him, and he died of cancer in 96, and his name was Ron, and then, um he, on his deathbed, he asked his brother to take care of me, kind of, you know what I mean? And he asked his brother to buy me a hunting knife. So that was the other thing he asked him. And, uh, and he did. So his brother, Doug, started taking me hunting and taking care of me, you know? And uh,
0: Wait, Doug, the guy that lent us that game cart, is his brother? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I didn't yeah. know that.
1: Yeah, it was his little brother that passed away that I was friends with initially. And uh, so... Yeah, I just started hunting with Doug every year. You know what I mean, and he's just uh, stuck with me through thick and thin, man. Taught me everything I know about hunting and taking care of game, and you know, and all of that. And
0: hell yeah! Well, he did a hell of a job, man.
1: <laughs> yeah, that's who I learned to hunt from. My father uh, was a butcher, so he always had to work during hunting season. You know what I mean? He never got to uh, hunt. You know,
0: right? My whole that's life. It. That's the sucky part. It always helped part. me butcher,
1: you know. Every time I bring a deer and elk home, it always helped me butcher it, you know. But
0: yeah, that's the bummer about being a butcher, man. You can never enjoy a hunting season. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, he, my old man used to work his ass off when I was a kid, you know, during the hunting season because uh, hunters would come dragging in the, late at night, early in the morning, you know. They always had plenty of work during hunting season for sure. But.
0: Right, right. Yeah, damn, man. <laughs> Yeah, and Doug, yeah. man, he's a hell of a hunter. That garage he had there was—he had some, <laughs> some beauties on the wall in there, man. He
1: is—he is the most ethical man you'll ever meet in your life. You know what I mean? Yeah. That guy is the straightest shooter. You know?
0: Yeah. Yeah, like we were saying too, he's the kind of guy you want to buy a used truck from.
1: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. If you're buying a gun or a pickup from that guy, you know you're getting a good a good uh, taking care of item for sure, man. But mm. no, Doug's. My best friend man, I I uh he's old now, he's seventy four, he's my father's age. But uh we'll see if he gets to hunt anymore. He's talking about just uh hanging it up, maybe maybe deer hunting is all
0: but Yeah. Yeah, I don't think I, I really I knew it would be hard, but uh dude, all that bullshit that like Joe Rogan and Cam Haynes talk about getting in shape to be a good elk hunter. Yeah. Holy fuck, dude! They're not kidding.
1: Yeah, when you're hunting up in those higher elevations, like, say, so you get up around nine, ten, eleven thousand feet, you know, everything gets harder for sure,
0: you know. Dude, you get your ass whooped hauling that shit. Yeah, I was shit worried out.
1: about that with you because I'm pretty <laughs> acclimated to it, growing up here. But I know that you coming from New York, you know. But you did good.
0: Yeah, yeah, I tried, man. But those, I tell you, those first couple of days, man. I think even you could tell I was huffing. I was I was sucking a lot more wind in the beginning of that trip.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Plus there was a bunch of fresh snow, you know what I mean? We were knee deep a lot of days just tromping, you know, but
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: Yeah, that day we met, um, Jason and went up Beaver Meadows, that was pretty intense the snow that day, you know, it was coming down, man.
0: Yeah, that was definitely hardcore, man. There was definitely uh, pictures and, and spots where it was well over our knees.
1: Yeah, for sure, for sure there was, man. Yeah. That's cool. We we had we saw elk every single day that we hunted, you know. So that's pretty exciting.
0: Yeah, that's badass, man. And that, and that's like another experience. I don't care if you're hunting fucking coyote, deer, elk, anything. To see what you're hunting every single day on public right. land, you know. Right. We, we were just on public pro. You know, we just jumped around in public lands. Yeah, dude, that's fucking amazing. It's amazing. Yeah, that's what's
1: cool about Colorado. There's so much I forget. We should have looked it up, but um, I forget what that Jason was saying. It. I think Colorado has the second most huntable land next to Alaska. Isn't that what he said?
0: I think I don't know, or or the most square miles of public land, or something like that. Yeah,
1: something like that. Yeah, it was pretty impressive. I'd never heard that before when he said that. It surprised me. But
0: and and I think I think something I had heard. Now I don't know how the numbers are now because. Um, I did call the um, local game office um, before I headed out there to ask them a couple questions. Yeah. But, but, you know, just like ask them, you know, some advice or some, you know, just kind of bullshitting with them a minute. And uh, even they said, they said the numbers are really down, man. Um, But I still think Colorado still has the biggest elk population in the lower forty-eight. Wow, I, I I think that's what I that's what I had heard somewhere, and I don't know if it's still true, but yeah,
1: I mean it's like Wyoming, and Montana might be the next closest. I know Utah's got a lot of elk,
0: but yeah, yeah, that's true. I don't know, man. From what my eyes saw, I'm gonna say Colorado. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, it was funny. Remember what my dad told you? He
0: says, "Don't don't think it's like this every time. Don't come out here next year <laughs> <You're> expecting it. <laughs> yep, yep, yeah, dude. But, we yeah. even saw a moose. When we, were, when we were fucking taking the ride up the Million Dollar Highway.
1: That's right, we sure did, man. <laughs> that was cool as shit.
0: Yeah, that was a big moose, too, man.
1: Yeah, yeah, that's pretty cool that they reintroduced mooses. It's fun to see oh. them up there, man, for sure.
0: Yeah, and then we even saw a few little herds, too, that day. Um,
1: yeah, we saw elk south you right up on the hillside there,
0: yeah. Yeah, that was cool as shit, man.
1: Yeah, those would have been, I mean, if there had been a bull there legally, we could have shot a bull there, you know?
0: Fuck yeah, man.
1: With the no. bull tag, that's what's cool about bull tags is you can hunt pretty much the whole state, you know, like, uh, like, so those two units that we hunted or where when we went up that mountain where you got your elk yep. and then where we went when I grew up, those are two different units. So if we were mm-hmm. just hunting cow tags, we wouldn't have been able to switch around like that.
0: Okay. Okay.
1: That river in Durango is the, um, the, um, boundary line.
0: Okay. Between the two units. Okay. Shit, but, man. Yeah, that yeah. is that is pretty cool, man. That's the one, I guess, yeah, that's the one cool part about that bull tag, huh? Just, yeah,
1: dude, it opens it up, man. There's a lot more huntable country, but still, even in either one of those units, there's a bunch of land you can hunt in there, you know?
0: Oh, man, I feel like Colorado was just endless with land,
1: <laughs> like Oh, my God. Yeah, it's but, funny, I am um, probably a little jaded growing up here, you know what I mean? I don't appreciate it as much as I should, you know, because... Uh, you know, but I could see
0: coming from out of state or something. You know, to come here and see all that—it's probably pretty awesome. You know? Yeah, dude. I mean, I, I remember the first time. Like, I my parents took us out west as kids, and I got an uncle in California, so we've seen a lot of California and and the parks right. and stuff there. But like, when I came out as an adult on my on a motorcycle, is when I really found like how mind blowing the West is. <laughs> you know. But, yeah, I um, know the
1: American West is pretty cool, man, and especially just down in the Four Corners area here. There's so many neat. I mean, like, like you know when we went dirt biking. We go 30 miles south of my house, we're in the sand dunes. You go 30 miles north of my house, you're at
0: 10,000 feet. You know? Yeah, dude. Yeah, you you really are in the best of all areas. Like even when we were riding around the truck and and the side by side, all those big woods. Oh my God! Incredible, man. Incredible. Yeah,
1: kidding. In the summer, it gets pretty popular here. That's kind of unfortunate these days, you know. Like, there's so many tourists coming with campers and, yeah. and razors and stuff. But I, you can't even blame them, you know what I mean? I'm like, yeah, it probably sucks in Houston in July, you know. It's probably <laughs> a lot nicer in Colorado for sure, man. But
0: Yeah, I'm going to blame Steve Rinella, really.
1: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's the problem with some of those shows, man. They popularize it so much that it's getting watered down, you know what I mean? But,
0: yeah, yeah. But, um, but it's
1: still cool that they have those over-the-counter bull tags, you know?
0: Dude, thank God for it, because the way this trip came together was like, it was kind of last minute, you
1: yeah, know? Yeah, dude, you didn't plan more than a month for this whole thing, for sure, you know?
0: Yeah, I, I remember you told me, you're like, yeah, you got to apply for a cow tag or whatever by so-and-so date. And
1: you got to have them in by April.
0: Yeah, yeah, that's what it was, because I, I what, did we, what did I visit you in? June, right? I was out there yeah. in June, and I yeah, was like, well, to it's a, too late bike, for yeah. that, but... You know, I feel like even when we were out there in June, I, I didn't believe it when we were bullshitting about going hunting, you know? Like, well,
1: it's funny, too, cause you and Amy came here, and I was like, we need to go to the Million Dollar Highway. We need to go up north, you know? Yeah. And, the, like, just the time didn't allow for it, you know what I mean? We were just too busy, and I was like, I was kind of bummed when you guys left, too, because I was like, goddamn, damn, you guys rode out here and didn't get to see the, like, truly cool part of it, you know what I mean? But
0: Yeah. Those
1: roads are made for motorcycles, dude. For sure they are, man.
0: Dude, I'm totally, when I come back for El Diablo, I'm hitting all those roads, man.
1: I'd be bitching on your FXR, or even your new bike. I bet that thing would
0: eat that mountain up, man. Oh, for sure, man. So I didn't even tell you, man. My FXR, the one I took out there in June, man, like the last week of that trip, I fucking puked out the fucking front head gasket.
1: Oh, Um, shit.
0: Yeah, yeah, I came home and it's just pouring oil all over that front cylinder. Um, Crazy. And I haven't even had time to fix it. As sad as that oh, is, really? it's, it's just been sitting. You just know, about a
1: new bike. Screw
0: it. Yeah, basically, you know. So yeah, I mean, I ride around locally just to keep it moving, so it don't you know, just sit there. But yeah. um, but it, she ain't roadworthy right now. It needs a head gasket. But I got that other '94 FXR that I was taking on all the road trips. That red bike. Mm-hmm. Um, and then and then I just bought the new bike, man. Um, right. So, I, that's what I'm going to take yeah. out to EDR this year, is the, is the new bike. I just don't got no time. Right. And I'm trying to close. I got to close the permits on my house before I leave for EDR. Um, because by the time I get back, the permits will be expired. Um, so, it is what it is, man. Life takes yeah. over sometimes. You know, if you it was up to, to me, you know, it would just be lottery tickets and fucking choppers, you know. Yeah.
1: Yeah. <laughs> It, yeah, yeah, and everything went well. good, man. It's like I said, I like it when a plan comes together, you know. It's cool that you put in the time, you know, you come out here prepared, you know, and uh, and it worked, man. Made a perfect shot, you know, right through the lungs.
0: Yeah, that thing didn't left. even take a step, man. I watched it drop in the scope. Like, oh, that
1: always makes you feel so good, dude, because I've <laughs> shot him and had him run for miles, you know, and that's a <laughs> whole freaking mess, man.
0: But. Yeah, well, that's what I was afraid of, too, like... Because as soon as I shot it, we both knew it was fucking party time, you know?
1: (laughs) Yeah, I watched him double over backwards and fall down and never run out of that um, drainage, you know? So I was like, oh, he's laying up there for sure he is, man.
0: Yeah, I remember you're like, let's go get him. And I'm like, yo, let's at least give it like a couple minutes, you know? Oh,
1: man, I have a hard time with that. I get so excited, dude. I'm like, fuck, man, I want to just go up there and look so, you know what I mean? But yeah, dude. There's something to be said for that. You just got to give him a minute to lay there and expire, you know.
0: Yeah, you just never know, man. But but um back to that whole western experience, man. I I can't even thank you like enough from the bottom of my heart, man. Like for people listening, I know there's a lot of people back east that listen. I, I mean, I know that cuz I was in contact with them like dude, to go to head out west for a guy from the east to go hunting, I mean. Um <laughs> dude, it's a big fucking deal, man. Yeah. That's-
1: a like, like, huge commitment to like To commit to that One yeah. just to pay the couple hundred bucks for a license And two to like commit to drive thousands of miles You know
0: Yeah dude the fucking license was almost 600 bucks <laughs> You know Like yeah Then And just the whole commitment man I, I mean really it couldn't have happened without you man Like it, it, it really oh, couldn't shit. have Like just, just To have a friend out there is a game changer man Like otherwise you're just coming into the woods Blind
1: Yeah, there are a lot of people that do that, man. Just show up, you know, and try to, you know, figure it out. But yeah, logistically, it's tricky, man, for sure.
0: Yeah, dude, it's tough. Or you got to be a rich dude and pay a fucking outfitter, you know? Yeah. And and those folks ain't cheap. even cheap hunts are expensive, you know? Like, yeah. I mean, even... <laughs> no, I'm
1: sure even... Like I say, even you coming out here and staying with me probably was expensive, you know what I mean? I know it had to have been, you know?
0: But. Yes. By the time you do gas and food and all that, you're still a few thousand dollars into it. I mean, the exactly. tag alone is almost $600.
1: Exactly.
0: You know? You, then by the time all the other shit, you know, and dinners and all that, dude, you're a few thousand bucks into it. Yeah, I know. You know? And, and I, I've been meaning to Google this. But I know that the percentage of hunters that come from the east and go west that actually get something, it's like fucking, it's like 10 or 20%, man. <laughs> you know, like the odds are so stacked against you. Right, right. You know? So it, it's really like, man, you made, you literally made a dream come true for me, man. Well,
1: I'm glad I was able to help like, facilitate all that, man. It was fun. I uh, definitely enjoyed it. Hopefully we can do it a bunch more in the future, too, you know?
0: Yeah. Yeah, it, it yeah, couldn't have been any better, man. Your family is awesome. I mean, <laughs> everything. No, that was man. good.
1: Uh, it was fun to spend that day with my dad, you know. And he <laughs> loves telling his stories to new people and stuff, you know. And that was a pretty awesome day, man.
0: Yeah, dude. Your dad's the best, man. I'm already looking forward to seeing him in the spring, man. <laughs> you know? Fucking. Yeah, I I don't know if he'll ever be on here or whatever. I definitely want to, like, just do talk motorcycles and shit with you and your brother.
2: But, yeah, like, definitely.
0: I don't know, I don't know if your dad would be, I don't know if he'd come across good on a podcast, man, but, I, no, but. No,
1: he's, you gotta beat him in person, dude, that's the only way to know Teddy Jack is to show up at his house <laughs> and talk to him,
0: you know, that's, that's yeah. the only experience that it's like, you
1: capture him and you know what I mean, because if you just listen to him on the phone, you probably just think he's some crazy old nom, that, you know, <laughs> which is exactly what he is, you know what I mean, but then when you like, spend time with him, you're like, oh no, no, this guy is. Got it pretty figured out, really. You know what I mean?
0: Very figured out, and and you know, part of the other experience with your dad is going to his house and seeing his yeah. garage, like his fucking <laughs> compound and his garages are fucking history in the making, dude. Like, it's oh crazy, my god. Man. Fucking he's got incredible. so
1: much cool shit back there. And it's funny, there was a bunch of stuff you didn't even get to see. You know what I mean? Like, you'll have to come back even again and again just to kind of absorb it all, you know? But,
0: oh, yeah, you could go back a dozen times and not catch it all.
1: <laughs> like It is, it is
0: awesome. It's awesome.
1: Cool. We really didn't even do I mean, I know he showed you all the motorcycle stuff that he's got going right now, but you didn't even really get to, like, look at his bikes and stuff too much, you know, this trip. I know you were out here in the summer, too, but... Yeah. But yeah, no, that was good. I enjoyed that time with my dad, you know. Like, that's always um, one of my favorite things to do with my dad is just butcher, you know what I mean? And, like, have him show us how to do it. And, and it was good, man.
0: Yeah, I mean, he he's, uh, he's butchered more animals than me and you combined ever will.
1: Oh, yeah, know dude. He, my dad's killed thousands, if not more animals in his lifetime, you know. Because when I grew up, he owned a butcher shop, but then he owned a mobile slaughter truck. That uh, big box truck that we hung that elk in, and uh, yeah, we'd go to people's farm and kill their beef on their farm, and then clean it, <laughs> and quarter it, and take it to the butcher shop. You know.
0: Right, right, and then and then you guys would deliver it back to the farmer.
1: No, my dad. So he had a big cooler room, and and a lot of people didn't have freezers in the eighties and nineties. So he had a meat locker. So he had these big lockers in there, and you could rent cooler space from my father. That's why they called it a locker plant. And uh, so you could bring your own padlock and rent like a four-by-four box in a walk-in cooler and you could keep your beef there and you could just come into the store anytime you wanted and go into your locker and get your meat out.
0: No shit, man.
1: Yeah, it was a pretty slick deal. So it was pretty much a full-service deal, though. They'd come right to your farm, kill your beef, pigs, lambs, whatever you had, take them back, process it, and then put it in your locker for you. And then whenever you wanted, you could just come get your meat out of your locker, you know?
0: That's pretty cool, man. Dude, yeah, that
1: was slick setup. That must my have cost a
0: fortune to run, man.
1: Yeah, yeah. It wasn't very <laughs> sustainable. I mean, they did it for 18 years uh, straight, you know what I mean? But I think they just burn out after a certain point. My grandfather and my uncle ran the butcher shop, and my father ran the mobile slaughter truck mostly, you know? Hmm. That's what I grew up doing. I Ever since I was old enough to go in the truck, um, I would go with my father every day out to butcher, me and my buddies and my brother. My dad would always have a couple of kids at the butcher truck with him, and uh, we'd go to people's farms, and then he'd take all the guts at night, and we'd go dump them either at the dump, or there was a guy that had a uh, pig farm out by Bayfield, and we'd go feed the guts to those pigs a lot of times. <laughs> pigs didn't mind eating all those you know those internals
0: yeah your dad said like as as young as you you were like as soon as you could come with them you were
1: yeah i remember now, like in school man i was like (laughs) i'd rather be on the butcher truck with my old man than here you know for sure
0: (laughs) yeah he said one story like uh he, he said one story like i think it was a farmer or the farmer's wife come in the truck and seen you with a knife and they're like what are you doing with that knife does your dad know you have that knife and I think he said you were like four years old and he's like yeah who do you think gave it to me
1: (laughs) (laughs) yeah my dad always like to tell that story he said "You told him I've been doing this all my life (laughs) (laughs) but he's funny still to this day we uh we butchered a pig last year and we went and shot it and I was helping him skin it and he goes you don't know nothing about skinning a pig (laughs) that's what he told me I'm like dad I'm 38 years old, man, maybe you should teach me then, you know, but like some things he just does, you know, like he does all the skinning and
0: yeah, he's funny like that, but yeah, yeah, Yeah,
1: it's nice to, it's nice to have him though, it's, I like butchering my own meat, you know what I mean, and then you know what you're getting, you know, and
0: yeah, yeah, once you start doing it yourself, that's the only way to go, man,
1: yeah, it's tricky, like we were talking about, you know, everybody has all these heartaches with the butcher, you know, yeah. But it's like if you do it yourself, you can't be pissed at nobody because you didn't get your meat back or you know whatever you know.
0: Yep, yep. yeah. It's that's, just a it's just a lot of work. That's all.
1: Yeah, no, it is, man.
0: But it's you funny. you really need a team, man. Like the, the like when your brother in law came by and then your your mom and dad were doing the rapping, Like we <laughs> fucking ran through that elk really quick, man.
1: Yeah, it what about four or five hours, I guess, with four people working on it, five people on it
0: went pretty good, though. Mm. Hell, yeah. You know yeah. what I realized, too? Um, I forgot to uh, leave a few extra packages for Robert Aldez, man. Oh,
1: screw Robert. He'll have to come up here and <laughs> beg me for some.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I forgot, man. I meant to leave a few extras for him. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
1: now I'll make sure old Robert gets a package.
0: <laughs> yeah, man. But, yeah, dude, yeah. after... um, You, you kind of made two dreams come true for me, also, because after we were done elk hunting um we uh the last day i was there season was over and uh and then we went dirt biking in new mexico man <laughs> which was so fucking rad dude like i yeah, always wanted to dirt bike. down there man yeah out west in the desert man that's another just mind-blowing experience for a kid it from still blows east. me
1: away too because in colorado you can't get off the trails you know but in new mexico everything's open yeah. Like that public land is 100% open. Whether there's a trail or not, you can ride anywhere, anytime, you know?
0: Wait, so in Colorado, if we were dirt biking, we can't just, like, free, free ball it through the woods like we were nope. in New Mexico?
1: Nope, absolutely not. Yeah, they do not allow you to get off trails in Colorado.
0: I did not know that.
1: Yeah. On motorized vehicles. bunch vehicle. of sick single track trails that are up in the mountains. Like, when you come this summer, we'll have to go ride up, like, into the mountain lakes and stuff on some of the trails, but. But no, Colorado's, um, they have some four-wheeler trails and a few side-by-side trails, but they're actually pretty negative about that here.
0: Damn. Okay. But
1: you go 20 miles to the south, and it's a free-for-all, (laughs) dude. You know, like, you could ride any of those ridges, any of the trails, anything you want down there, man.
0: That kind of sums up New Mexico: fucking free-for-all.
1: Yeah, yeah, it's funny. My wife's got a shirt that's like New Mexico. It's like one step above Old Mexico, you know. <laughs> it's pretty rough down there in some places. Like down around Aztec, it's stuff's pretty nice because we actually have some oil fields. There's pretty good industry there, you know. But yeah, you go to some of the more depressed parts of New Mexico, and it can be pretty rough. But
0: yeah, but it's always fun, man. You know, New New Mexico has never disappointed me.
1: There's some stuff to see down there, and there's a lot of freedom in New Mexico. Not right now, because they are uh, they got a crazy governor that's got them like, on crazy lockdown, and they've been on lockdown hard since uh, March, you know? Yeah. I feel really bad for the people in New Mexico. They're, like, uh, pretty stuck, you know what I mean? Yeah,
0: yeah.
1: You wouldn't want to be a business owner in New Mexico right now. You'd be going broke, you know?
0: Oh, fuck yeah, man. Yeah, but... but- Still good good to be a dirt bike rider in New Mexico right now. <laughs> yeah, there's no shortage
1: of uh, open terrain to ride on motorcycles, that's for sure, man. And yeah. we barely scratch the surface, dude. You could go for miles and miles out there,
0: you know. Oh fuck yeah, dude. It it, it like yeah, we really did. We were only out there for, you know, I'm not even half the day, man. Like, right. We were out there. What well, I don't know. Maybe three hours, four hours. I don't know. <laughs> yeah,
1: it was but, pretty windy and cold, but it was still a blast, man. Dude,
0: it was perfect. Dude, know know why it was perfect too? We had the whole place to ourselves.
1: Right. It's always that way. There's so there's so much terrain that like nobody ever gets on top of each other there. You know, you can always find somewhere to spread out, man.
0: But. Yo, you know what I never told you? Have you ever seen? Uh, I might be fucking up the movie here, but um, a mix of uh, Fear and Loathing in Las Vegas like the, the mint 400 right like in the beginning there and then um i think it's hell's angels 69 or or hell's angels on wheels that old horrible biker movie <laughs> right. yeah they got a desert scene in there man and that kind of reminded me of that man i bet you they shot some of that in new mexico
1: yeah they had to have dude yeah they had to have for sure yeah,
0: it was just so cool running through those deserts man and Uh, it's just like I don't know man like you said you're from there but for, for a kid from the east man it just fucking it's mind blowing dude just yeah it's cool
1: that's cool you've been coming out and experiencing that you know it's cool you got out twice this year you know yeah because even when you and amy came through on your bikes you guys saw some amazing stuff man went all out to the navajo reservation and saw lake powell and all that cool stuff you know
0: yeah man and i gotta thank you again too for that part of the trip was uh <laughs> that was another one man it's like it's like you're my western tour guide now man
1: <laughs> <laughs> well yeah that worked out perfect too like me and my kids are supposed to be in Mexico, and then they shut down the borders, so we're like, man, I want to go to the beach, so we're like, I guess Lake Powell it is, you know? That's the closest, like, beach we could find, but that was super cool how you guys just happened to be, like, in the same vicinity at the exact same time, you know?
0: Yeah, I remember telling Amy, too, because she didn't know you yet, you know? Right. And I was like, man, I got this friend Willie out here. I'm like, I should reach <laughs> out to him, <laughs> you know? <laughs>
1: That's so crazy how you guys (laughs) rode your bikes all the way down to the beach, man. We worked our asses off getting those off the beach that morning, but...
0: Yeah, it seems like nothing I ever do with you is very easy. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that's kind of a reoccurring thing now. (laughs) Yeah, totally worth it, though.
2: Shit,
0: yeah, man. Hell yeah. Yeah, I didn't even do a single podcast uh, on that trip either, man. That was just pure enjoyment. I
1: know, we should have... Dude, I...
0: Yeah, I shouldn't have been.
1: I should have been like, we should have done it when you were here. It would have been a lot easier to do it in person, you know. But I think this will, yeah. this will work out okay too,
0: you know. But it's all good, man. We stayed at the Cadillac Ranch, and I tried doing one with Beardo, and we just got so fucked up that I couldn't even put it on. <laughs> it was such a disaster. Yeah, but I don't know, man. Yeah. Either way, man, this this trip was rad. Um, I don't know, man. I think we kind of covered it, but. I, I'm an idiot. I'm sure after we hang up, I'll I know, fucking man. forget. Man, there'll
1: be a million things we should have talked about, but yeah. But no, it worked out good, man. I'm glad that you're able to come stay here, you know. And it's cool. I got that little tiny house all set up for you, and her, you know, for anybody that wants to come. And like I like having that.
0: Don't say that, Willie. People from all over the world are going to <laughs> you up now.
1: <laughs> I know, man. No, dude. Yeah. Sometimes I do think about that. Like, I wish I could reach out to more motorcycle riders, you know? Like, because I know there's a bunch of people that come through Durango that, like, don't want to spend the 200 bucks a night to get a room, you know what I mean? I'd be, like, more than happy to let people crash here, but... Dude,
0: there's actually... And I
1: have met some people like that, dude. It's funny. There's just been, like, my friends have called me, and they're like, hey, I got a friend, or I met a guy that's coming through there tomorrow. He's needing a place to crash. And I met some cool people. There's this cool... um war veteran that come by had a dog on his motorcycle dude he was riding around uh was it in his lab <laughs> he stayed here one time and like just all kinds of cool people you know but
0: no shit man
1: yeah that was before i got the tiny house finished but they were just staying in my camper
0: but cool man yeah dude there's this uh website that amy uh uses sometimes like when we're running across country or whatever um it's called bunker biker
1: I think Amy was telling me about that. We might have
0: talked about that, but maybe I'm confused too. But yeah, I, I, yeah, maybe you did. I don't know, man. But, um, but I
1: have heard about that. I thought about doing something like that.
0: But. Yeah, you'd probably meet some interesting people with that. And and the cool, <laughs> pa- the cool part is yeah, too, you like y- you know, you could just disconnect from them too, because the tiny house is like you know, separate from your regular house. You know, correct. Yeah. So even if you're like, all right, yeah, whatever, man, fucking. I'm going to bed, you know? Exactly. Yeah. You wouldn't <laughs> have to entertain
1: them or nothing. They could just do their thing.
0: Yeah. But
1: yeah, no, I know, because like, when me and my daughter rode through Yellowstone this summer, like there was a couple... like We wanted to stay in Jackson Hall, you know? But I'm like... I'm so practical, I just can't drop two or three hundred bucks on a room, you know what I mean? Like, it just fucking wrecks me to do something like that. Yeah. But I was like, man, I wish we could find somebody that would like let us crash in a spot like that, you know what I mean? But... Yeah, we ended up renting like a little hostel, like a with one bed in the basement of a motel. It ended up working out pretty good, but
0: yeah, yeah. Especially like if it's the summertime and the weather's nice, I just have a hard time paying to stay anywhere in general, man. Yeah, like 100%, dude. just knowing you could camp somewhere either on the side of the road or whatever. It sucks when
1: it's hot though, dude. When it's like truly hot and it's like god this is miserable, you
0: know. But... No, dude, I'm I love the hot, dude. It's never too hot for me, man. <laughs> I don't give a shit how hot it is, man.
1: Yeah, I'd rather be hot than cold, that's for sure, man.
0: Yeah, yeah. Actually, that the when we visited you guys in the summer, man, um, on our first night out west, we stopped at some state park out in Pennsylvania. Yeah? Dude, and we fucking rode our bikes off-road for like maybe two miles into this state park. Like up this fucking bitchin' road all the way to the end, man and and just camp there for free you know just you know but i don't know i'm a big fan of those kind of places man
1: yeah definitely yeah when you're just trying to get somewhere too you just crash for a few hours and get going again a lot of times but
0: yeah yeah but uh yeah man yeah dude so what um between now and uh edr man you got any cool plans or anything Oh
1: fuck we're supposed to go to columbia in january me and my brothers and my mom but we'll if uh, that happens, but now pretty much just skiing, man. You can do some more rabbit hunting with the kids and stuff like that. But yeah, I don't know. We talked about going to Mexico this winter, just driving down for a weekend or something, you know. But
0: what are you guys going no, for? Cotton what's tail, that? cotton tail, or like a jackrabbit?
1: Yeah, just cotton tails.
0: Okay. Oh no, not jackrabbit. What do you guys have out there? Snowshoes.
1: Snowshoes. Yeah.
0: Yep. 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 Cool, man.
1: But, yeah, we'll see. Yeah, I don't really got much going on. I don't really have any motorcycle plans this year. I'm going to work on my new chopper a little bit, get it kind of sorted out. But
0: What's the new chopper? That fuel-injected? That, uh,
1: yeah, that fuel-injected twin cam that I've been riding.
0: Yep, yep, yep.
1: I one did pretty good going to Mexico the other day when we went.
0: Yeah,
1: Told my brother all the way out of Mexico with it. it <laughs> 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 did pretty good, but... I just yeah. broke a few things my battery mount and a bunch of other dumb shit, you know?
0: Yeah. What what yeah, was what, what was the culprit of all that? Just like vibration and bouncing? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, just
1: shaking. It's, like, it's really hard to put a, a A model motor and tranny and stock primary and everything in a frame because it takes such a big hole, you know? Yeah. And I've got uh, some down tubes um, by the transmission to help hold support it and everything, but... I don't know if that's why it shakes so bad or if it's just because it's an A-model twin cam or what. but... Yeah, I don't know, man. I do need to change my gearing because I have... It's crazy. I have a 46-tooth rear sprocket and um, I've never seen smaller than a 46. It's a Sportster sprocket with a plate under it for spacing, but... And then I have a 24-tooth front sprocket. So I need to try, I guess, to see if I can find a twin
0: cam chain 25 or 26-tooth sprocket, maybe, but... I gotta imagine they make a twenty-six, man. Those are those are like the two sizes, twenty-four and twenty-six, man. I would think so. You know they gotta make it.
1: Yeah, because on my shovel heads and everything, I always run a twenty-six and a forty-eight, and that's pretty good highway gearing. You know what I mean on a, on a four-speed, but
0: yeah, yeah, that's about as good as it gets. Or you could run a forty-six, um, but but I mean that's really those are your two options, man. Like. <laughs> you, know, like, you know, like 20, 20 uh, you know, you, you run the 26 in the front, and then either a 46 or a 48 out back. Yeah, if you are like, running a 26 yeah, you know,
1: and a 46, you'd be tall, bro. You'd have a hard time taking off, but...
0: I think that's what Danger Dan, run, Dan runs. That's why he runs he's fucking 80 miles an like hour.
2: That,
0: yeah. yeah, I remember the first time I ran with him, he was like, Hey, man, I don't know how you like to ride, but he's like, I'm running 80 mile an hour. And I'm like... <laughs> I'm like good. Me too, <laughs> you know. Yeah,
1: that's kind of the sweet spot.
0: But he's he's got to be. I don't know the numbers he's running, but to be running 80 mile an hour all day on that bike, he's got to be running gears like that, man.
1: Yeah, 26 is 48. I can always run 85 pretty good. hmm You know, without beating it to death. Mm-hmm.
0: You know. But. Yep. Yep. But uh, yeah, man. Um, I don't know, man. I, I guess. Uh, I guess I don't want to kill your night either. Um.
1: Yeah, I better go check on my salmon.
0: Yeah. <laughs> I think might be yeah. There burning, get, get to it and um and uh yeah, dude, we'll fucking uh we'll talk choppers in the spring with your brother.
1: Yeah, definitely I'm looking forward to Mexico. I'm i I'm not missing that even if I gotta I mean I'll make it happen no matter what, you know what I mean? Even if it's kind of a quick trip or something, I'll for sure get down there, but
0: Yeah. Even if your bike breaks, dude, I'll tell you there and yeah. <laughs>
1: But fuck yeah, man! It was an amazing week, you know. It was a per- perfect hunting season, you know. Like I said, I like it when a plan comes together. You know, it's neat when, when you put a bunch of energy in something and it pays out. You know.
0: Yeah, yeah, it was rad, man. The whole experience and uh, and just being friends with you, man. I'm I'm really lucky to have met you, man. <laughs> I, I really I really do appreciate it. Yeah, same here, man. Same uh, here. Yeah. Um, well, dude, thanks so much for your time and. um... I don't know, man. We'll talk soon. I guess. Yeah, I guess, definitely.
1: We'll be in touch, man. Do, do well, you
0: care? Do you care to tell the world uh, like where to find you or anything?
1: Yeah, Drango, Colorado, man. I'm <laughs> a, I'm on Instagram, um, White Buffalo eighty one. That's pretty much all of the social stuff that I do. But yeah, yeah, that's it,
0: man. <laughs> Hell yeah, well, man. Yeah, for those that don't know, Willie is not. Uh, He's just a cool cat, man. He's the coolest cat out of Colorado, man. No business, no <laughs> nothing. Uh, Yeah. Just two guys that met each other. No industry dick-licking here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
1: just riding motorcycles, man. That's put it. Put it all together, you know.
0: But, That's it, man. That's what it's all about. Riding motorcycles, hunting out of uh, uh, fucking, building bikes out of the garage, and just hunting. Shooting out. That's it. Hunting public land, man. Yep. Hell yeah thank Fuck you yeah, Rob. Man. thank you so much Willie man I'll talk to you soon as usual um have a good night man tell the family I said hi alright uh,
1: yeah you too tell them I said hi later brother alright
2: bye 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 Rob it's tattooed on Don't make it to